Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators, and welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and I am so happy that you joined us for our reflection episode on this Monday. Be sure to also check out the guided meditation that goes along with everything that we talk about. And just really quickly before we get started, if you haven't yet subscribed or rated or reviewed the podcast, I really do appreciate hearing back from everybody. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, I'd be very grateful. And for this week, we are going to talk about going with the flow or getting into the flow. I'll use them interchangeably. So there's a lot of bumper stickers that tell you to go with the flow and like t-shirts I've seen with it written on them. And for anybody who does yoga, you practice flowing in a lot of yoga classes. You practice shifting between different positions and they call it flowing. Well, we are going to talk about really what it is like to go with the flow. And so to begin, I want to start off with a quote, and I'm not exactly sure who said this quote, but what I will do is I will link to the article where I found it. And the quote says, if you cannot control the flow of the river, then don't fight it. Go with the flow. And so whenever I think of going with the flow, I always think of like water and just fluidity, which makes sense. I'm sure a lot of you probably get similar visuals. And we all probably wish we could go with the flow maybe a little bit easier. At least most of us do. And we all know that we should just get into the flow and let things roll off our back and not stress so much. But this can be a lot more challenging to put into practice than it is just to talk about or put it on a bumper sticker and smack it on your car. You know, and to go with the flow, we really have to let go of control. That's essentially what it is. And we're not completely letting go of control, but what we're letting go of is our need to try to control everything. And this can be terrifying for some. I mean, it can be exceptionally hard for some of us. Others, it might be a little easier depending on a lot of different factors, For those who have had a lot of negative experiences, perhaps in childhood, that were out of our control, as adults, what we tend to do is overcompensate and try to control everything. And it's not a bad quality. It's not coming from a bad place. Really, where it's coming from is us wanting to protect that inner child who had no say for so many years and got hurt as a result. When that's essentially what we're doing. We are just trying to protect ourselves because we don't want pain. And we think that control will help us do that. And, you know, even some who had a pretty cheery past and a happy childhood, many still feel innately this need to control. I mean, I'm sure you all have heard of type A personalities, and I'm sure a lot of people listening admit, yes, I probably do have a type A personality. You know, it's just this need to want to have everything in order the way that you want it to be. 
you know, we want to control others, essentially how others react. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? If everybody just agreed with us, life would be so much more simple, right? We want to control situations. We would love to control outcomes of everything. However, this need for control is always based in fear. And so whenever we talk about going with the flow, this flow only will come from a state of trust. It comes from knowing that we live in a loving universe and believing things always work out in divine order and our best interest. And I think this is another thing that's a lot easier said than done. But if you want to be able to go with the flow more, if you just want to be more relaxed, then start to ask yourself what will help you develop this trust in the universe, this trust in the world that you live in, and the trust in yourself that you can let go a little bit And you're still going to make all the right decisions or most of the right decisions. (laughs) We never know what the right decisions are. But you will make decisions that are for your best interest, for the best interest of others, that things are going to work out even if you allow yourself just to let go a bit. So for today's episode, I want to talk about really how to get in this flow state. How to know when you're going with the flow And also how going with the flow can help so much in all the areas of your life. So whenever I think personally about going with the flow, the automatic imagery that pops in my head is flowing with the waves of an ocean. So I just imagine like being on a boogie board. And it's kind of like if anybody's ever gone in the ocean, especially an ocean that's a little more rough, getting out there can be really hard. So you have the crashing waves and they're pushing your back, you back and you're having to like fight through. But then once you get to that certain point, then the waves are a lot softer and you can just kind of flow up and down. So that's kind of how I think about being in a flow-like state. Like you had to push through some of that resistance, but then once you get there, you're able to just like hang out on your boogie board and just go up and down, up and down. There's no fighting. You're just accepting it. You're accepting if there's a big wave that comes, you're able to just float over top. And if there's no waves at that moment, you're able to just be. So this visualization might make sense to you or it might not. Everybody has a a different image or a different feeling that they associate with just kind of going with the flow. But really, we have all been in a flow state, even if you don't think you've ever experienced this. So if there's ever been a project that you worked on that just went really smoothly, you were able to come up with great ideas, you didn't second guess yourself, you didn't struggle, that's a flow state. For any of those who write, or if you've ever written just for school or anything, and you've been able to sit down and things just come out, that's a flow state. If you've ever had a great conversation with somebody, you just clicked. You didn't really have to think about what you were going to say. You were just in agreement. It was an amazing back and forth interaction. Or if you've ever just had a wonderful day with people you love or even by yourself and everything just seemed to go right. These are all flow states. This is when you're going with the flow because... In these states, you don't have any resistance and you're just allowing things to play out as they should. You're not overthinking anything. You don't have fear or doubt. You're just saying, this is going great. I'm going to allow it to happen. 
So going with the flow, in essence, is simply coming from a place of non-resistance. Not resisting your responsibilities or procrastinating or putting things off or thinking about how unhappy you are currently. Not judging the behaviors of others or resisting against what others do or allowing their actions to cause you any sort of distress. Not going over the same problems over and over and over in your mind in a continuous cycle with no resolution. So there's a popular saying that states, whatever we resist persists. And whenever we are resisting something, we will never be in a flow-like state. So how I just mentioned, we can often get in these cyclical thought patterns where we think we are trying to come up with a solution, with a resolution, but all we're doing is just mauling over the same couple things. We really don't have any new thoughts coming up. We don't really have any clear thoughts coming up. It's just kind of like the same stuff over and over and over again. And a lot of us think that is problem solving, but there can be a much better form of problem solving when you're in the flow when we don't add in resistance. So I want to give you an example of this right now. We're going to experience how we resist something. And by this resistance, it just continues to persist. It it gets a hold on us. Okay, so right now, I do not want you to think of a pink elephant. Absolutely do not allow this image to enter your mind. And if it does enter your mind, you have to push it out right away. This pink elephant will be your demise. It is the root of all your problems. And all you have to do, it is so simple. I don't know why you just can't do it. Because all you have to do is not think of this pink elephant. You must stop thinking of this pink elephant right now. Okay, so what did you think about the entire time I was saying that? Most likely, it was a pink elephant. Now, before I brought up this image, you likely never, ever, ever thought about pink elephants. But the second I told you not to think of it, your resistance mechanism kicked in, and it's all you could think about. So if this was actually like a serious situation that I was telling you not to think about. This would also be associated with feelings of fear or guilt or frustration because you know that you shouldn't be thinking about this pink elephant, but oh my God, you just can't stop. So in order to go with the flow, the first step is to avoid anything that brings up feelings of resistance and to trust that once you are in a calm and centered flow-like state, you will be able to handle anything life throws at you from this place. You will be able to handle all things much better from this state than from a state where you are just immersed in all of this icky emotion of fear and doubt and frustration. So this is typically the opposite of what we're inclined to do. You know, when we have a problem in our lives, all we want to do is think about that problem. We want to dissect every single part of that problem. We want to try to figure out solutions. We want to argue with ourselves, go back and forth on what the best strategy will be to overcome that problem. Or 
We replay the problem over and over and over and over in our heads, and we don't even try to think of a solution, but we're merely thinking of things that make us angrier, we're justifying why we should feel a certain way, or we have this problem that tries to pop up and then we just push it down like, oh, I don't want to think about it, stop thinking about it, stop thinking about it. So that is our typical go-to, but have you ever noticed that solutions or our best ideas tend to pop up during times when we're not thinking about the problem? I know for me, I always get my best ideas for my work when I'm thinking of something completely different. If I was to sit down and be like, okay, I need to do this, how's the best way to do it? I run into a lot of blocks or I come to hasty decisions that in the long run never end up being as good as the decisions that I make when I'm not thinking about the problem. So it's like whenever you immerse yourself in all of your problems, all of this crap that's going on in your mind, what you are doing is you are completely blinded by it. And so what you do is you try to look around for the light, for the solution. But at this point, you are in over your head with the dark murkiness of your problems. But when you are thinking about something else and you don't have all this resistance and you're more in a flow-like state, you then have a bird's eye view. And what you're able to see is that what you thought was a giant, enormous black hole that had no light from this new perspective, from this higher perspective, it was only like a, a speck. And you can see all the other aspects and how things fit into place. And you can see the beauty in your life in addition to this black speck. And from this state, because you can see how everything goes together, because you are not consumed by these negative low energy feelings of fear, then you're able to problem solve in a way that is for your highest and best good and the highest and best good for others who are involved. So the first step of going with the flow is absolutely not focusing on your problems. Now, there are exceptions when we actually do have to problem solve things in that moment, But really what I'm referring to here is the day-to-day worrying and obsessing over things that bring about a lot of resistance. And you can feel when you're doing this. If you're going about your day and you are feeling nervous or anxious, what you are probably doing is thinking a lot about things that bring a lot of resistance up for you. If you notice that you are obsessing over a problem and it's causing you nothing but negativity, ask yourself in that moment, what is something that you can do or what is something that you can think about that has no resistance? What is something that brings you joy that you can think about or do in that moment? And what you want to do is either engage in another activity that takes all of your concentration but creates little to no resistance or start thinking about something that creates little to no resistance. Now, what we are not doing is what we did with the pink elephant. We're not saying, don't think about this, don't think about this, don't think about this, because it's just going to keep popping up and it's really going to cause even more resistance because you're going to be building so much momentum around this one thought. Instead, if the thought comes up, allow it to float out. And for any of us who went through the mindfulness challenge, 
it might be a good idea to go back and look at those episodes and listen to those episodes rather because this is just a mindfulness technique. You know, you can notice that you are feeling certain emotions, you're thinking certain thoughts, but if you don't hold on to them, they'll pass. And then try to bring your attention and your concentration and your focus onto something that will create this flow-like state for you. And it does take some willpower and it takes some focus, but we're all able to do it. So you can also ask yourself throughout your day when you're experiencing negativity, if I was going with the flow, how would I handle this situation? And allow information to come from your higher self, not from fear or anger or frustration. And it's a really good idea to start deciphering when a thought comes from a place of fear or frustration and when it comes from your higher self. And you'll be able to tell this by how you are feeling in your body. So allow this information to come up for you, but make sure that it is coming from love and joy and for the highest and best good for you and any parties that are involved. So when we are in a flow-like state, we are essentially flowing love to ourselves and to others. That's why it feels so good. So if you ever question, if you are looking at a situation from this state, simply ask, am I viewing this from a state of love or fear? Fear and love can never coexist at the same time. It is impossible. So if you are feeling fear, then you know you are not coming from a place of love. And you'll be able to easily figure out the answers just by asking yourself, am I viewing this from love? Am I viewing it from fear? And if you're not looking at it from a state of love, do whatever you need to do to get into this state of love before thinking about this problem or this situation again. So this leads me to the second step of going with the flow, and that is to stop worrying about other people. Recognize that we're all on our own journey, and we might look at somebody else's life and question why they would make certain decisions. Why would they ever think a certain way or act a certain way? We might have people in our immediate life who we believe are affecting us by their decisions, but in reality, we are always in charge of our own experiences. We are in charge of how we think about others. We are in charge of how we respond to others. And anytime our reaction to others causes us negative feelings, we are not in a flow-like state. During these times, we are pushing against those crashing waves of the ocean, and they are knocking us down with equal force. It is a losing battle that you will be up against. You know, so I'm sure we've all had the experience of being in an argument with another person. And during that argument, all we see is red. We feel so much anger or frustration, or we just feel out of control. And we just know that we're so right and they are just so wrong and they're viewing everything in the wrong way. And during that state, we often say some things or do some things that are out of character. We do things that we don't really mean to do. We say things that we don't really mean. And once we kind of cool down, that's when the regrets come up. Because we're able to see the situation for what it is without being blinded by those highly emotional states. 
Because when we're not in the midst of all that emotional turmoil, we can see things for what they really are and we can start to see things from the other person's perspective. And, you know, we might be in a place where we're feeling bad about how we acted when we were in that emotional space. But when you take yourself back to that argument, everything that you thought in that time seemed so logical. So how wonderful would it be if we could always come from this flow light state? If we learn to respond from a place of love, from our true nature, rather than reacting from these thoughts that only come up because we are experiencing a lot of fear or a lot of anger. So if we could be true within ourselves and also allow others to react and respond in the ways they deem appropriate without allowing that to negatively affect us, not only would we be so much more peaceful and happy all of the time, but our situations and how other people begin to respond to us would drastically change. So I want to read now an excerpt from The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. So I read a chapter from this a few weeks ago. What he states in this book really dives into the two points that I just made about going with the flow. So I want to just read from that quickly. And this comes from chapter four, which is the law of least effort, which is basically everything we've been talking about. When we're going with the flow, you are not efforting. You are allowing things to unfold. And he starts a chapter by saying, The fourth spiritual law of success is the law of least effort. This law is based on the fact that nature's intelligence functions with effortless ease and abandoned carefreeness. This is the principle of least action, of no resistance. This is, therefore, a principle of harmony and love. When we learn this lesson from nature, we easily fulfill our desires. And further along in the chapter, he actually gives us three things that we can do to put this principle into action. Okay, so he says there are three components of the law of least effort, three things you can do to put this principle of do less, accomplish more into action. The first component is acceptance. Acceptance simply means that you make a commitment. Today, I will accept people, situations, circumstances, and events as they occur. This means I will know that this moment is as it should be because the whole universe is as it should be. This moment, the one you're experiencing right now, is the accumulation of all moments you have experienced in the past. This moment is as it is because the entire universe is as it is. And he talks a little bit about how to put this in practice when dealing with other people. When you feel frustrated or upset by a person or a situation, remember that you are not reacting to the person or the situation but to your feelings about the person or the situation. These are your feelings, and your feelings are not someone else's fault. When you recognize and understand this completely, you are ready to take responsibility for how you feel and to change it. 
And if you can accept things as they are, you are ready to take responsibility for your situation and for all the events you see as problems. And then he talks about the second principle. And this leads us to the second component of the law of least effort, responsibility. What does responsibility mean? Responsibility means not blaming anyone or anything for your situation, including yourself. Having accepted this circumstance, this event, this problem, responsibility then means the ability to have a creative response to the situation as it is now. All problems contain the seeds of opportunity. And this awareness allows you to take the moment and transform it into a better situation or thing. And I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit because I love this paragraph. Whenever confronted by a tyrant, tormentor, teacher, friend, or foe, they all mean the same thing. Remind yourself, this moment is as it should be. Whatever relationships you have attracted in your life at this moment are precisely the ones you need in your life at this moment. There is a hidden meaning behind all events, and this hidden meaning is serving your own evolution. Which leads now to the third component. The third component of the law of least effort is defenselessness, which means that your awareness is established in defenselessness and you have relinquished the need to convince or persuade others of your point of view. If you observe people around you, you'll see that they spend 99% of their time defending their points of view. If you just relinquish the need to defend your point of view, you will, in that relinquishment, gain access to enormous amounts of energy that have previously been wasted. He then goes on a little later, and this is the last part I'll read. If you embrace the present and become one with it and merge with it, you will experience a fire, a glow, a sparkle of ecstasy throbbing in every living sentient being. As you begin to experience this exaltation of spirit and everything that is alive, as you become intimate with it, joy will be born within you and you will drop the terrible burdens and encumbrances of defensiveness, resentment, and hurtfulness. Only then will you become lighthearted, carefree, joyous, and free. So to put this all into practice, I encourage you today to pick one situation where you can practice getting into the flow. Now, pick a situation where, you know, it might not come easy, but it's not super difficult. This might be something like dealing with morning traffic. What might it be like to be in the flow, accept things as they are, while dealing with other drivers who are all out of your personal control. Or maybe you could try this out during your next meeting at work. You know, a meeting where you might have a lot of frustrations and feel a lot of resistance or irritation come up, you know, regarding how people act, what they say, the decisions being made. Try getting into the flow for yourself. Remember, this isn't for other people. This is for you. And just see how different that experience will be like. So life always will offer you opportunities to get into the flow 
or opportunities to resist it. And the more often you can decide to choose flow over resistance, the more peaceful your overall life will become. So that's why I encourage you to practice in easier situations. And once you master this, then you're going to be able to take this skill into more intense situations and really use it to help you problem solve. Okay, so that is all I have for you today. There is a guided meditation that helps you clear out everything that you need so you can perfectly flow with life. It's really beautiful visualization that I take you through this week. I hope that you have an amazing week and things just unfold beautifully for you and you're able to remain peaceful no matter what. I will talk with you next Monday. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.